Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm here with a special guest all the way out in Colorado. Can you introduce yourself? Hey, yep. Uh, My name's RJ Smith, owner of uh, CrossFit Omnia in Denver. Sweet. Well, RJ, like I said, love to hear stories. That's why I'm a journalist. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you found CrossFit, how you got into this, how you came, became a gym owner and all that. Yep. Um, long and short of it is, uh, played college sports, played soccer, some semi-pro after college. Uh, for about three, four years after I stopped playing, kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of was lost, didn't have that drive, anyone, anything to kind of shoot for and my girlfriend from high school had moved out to Atlanta and actually told me about CrossFit and I thought it was kind of a joke because she had never worked out in her entire life um so it was kind of interesting to hear her take on it and hearing the words like power clean or uh you know like uh, even her doing a pull-up were kind of laughable at that point um so I just looked into it there was about five gyms in Denver I picked one that was closest and um quickly fell in love with it. It was a way for me to channel my competitiveness. Um, and also at the time probably gain an extra 20 pounds. So, uh, pretty efficient way to, to lose some weight. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess that was my, my intro into it. And then after about doing it for a year and a half, maybe there was only, uh, five or six gyms in Denver and I just saw a good opportunity. Um, my background is business. So, um, kind of a way to run things a little better than some of the gyms I had seen in Denver. Um, I feel like a lot of the gyms when they first started out were just people that really liked CrossFit or were really good at it and had a couple bucks and wanted to do something they were good at, but didn't know how to run the back end stuff. So I took more of a business approach to it and, uh, decided to open up my first one, had that for about a year and a half, sold that to a business partner. And then, uh, a month later, opened up CrossFit Omnia, and we are coming up on our five-year anniversary. So it's been a little bit of a ride, but been here from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So can I ask, like, what happened between, like, you owning a gym with a partner to then you opening a gym 30 days later by yourself? Or uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Awkward laughter. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it was just more of a... The first partner, I actually had two. Uh, she was a quote-unquote personal trainer. Um, I had the business background. I thought joining those two forces would be kind of a good thing. Um, we ended up having to do a lot of construction, build-out. There's a lot of stuff that um, – it took a while to get the doors open. And then once that happened, kind of a difference of opinion on a couple things. And oh, okay. It was just better to part ways, which was fine. Um we just had two different styles and that she would program to kind of the clientele where I was programming where I'd set the bar up high and try and get people to achieve a higher level of, uh, fitness, if you will. Um, so sold that. Then I opened up the other place with another, uh, I guess buddy at the time. Um, both kind of had the similar ideas, just different ways of approaching it. And we were in business together for about, say two years and then just some things happened and ended up buying him out and been running it for almost three years by myself. Wow. Oh my goodness. So you've had partners and you've understood what that looked like. Um, yep. and now running it solo, that's a very different thing. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it was nice having a partner in the sense that uh, not everything solely falls on you. Um, I'm going on vacation next week and I'm kind of stressing because there's some classes still not covered that I need to get covered. And if I had a business partner, they could take care of that or helping with projects. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you have an idea, it's tough to, you know, if you have two very strong personalities, um, it can be difficult to get some things done. Yeah, no, and, and you're not, you're not alone. I hear that from a lot of different owners, just kind of the pros and cons of that partnership and and should you have a partner should you not like you know benefits of it and the negatives of it so it's interesting that you've had both and you've done both so I guess my question is like I'm just kind of curious what are maybe like what is what would you do would you do it again like would you get a partner again or would you just keep being solo uh I would probably it's a give and take like we've talked about before, like the, just the pure amount of workload, if I could offload that to someone else, um, I would almost rather be sole owner and be able to offload that to like a gym manager um, uh, versus having somebody that has kind of a stake in the game. Um, just because, like I said, with two people, you know, if you disagree on something, it's tough to kind of come to an agreement. Um, someone's got to give something up. And yeah. uh, just going through two business partners, I probably would not do that again. Um, but like I said, probably hire somebody in the manager type sense to kind of take what another partner would do, but just pay them instead of having ownership. Yeah. No. Okay. That makes sense. I'm just kind of curious. So, um, awesome. RJ. And, and where does the name Crossout Omnia come from? Very good question. Uh, they, when we applied to, uh, HQ for our affiliate, I I think we tried like a dozen names and, it seemed like every name in the English language has taken for a CrossFit gym. <laughs> um, so I had two options. <laughs> One was going to be CrossFit Pound Town with a hashtag sign, just for fun. Yeah. Um, okay. And okay. then we found the word Omnia, kind of a Latin uh, word meaning all or everything. And okay. so the way we interpreted that is everything that we do in the gym, really, everything we do outside of the gym. It's all inclusive. Mm. Um, and it was kind of catchy, and like I said, it was, uh, excuse my language, but throwing shit at a wall, it finally stuck, and they accepted it, so. <laughs> you know what? Isn't that funny, though? You did that, that was five years ago, and you had that much of a struggle. Can you imagine the struggle oh, yeah. now? No, not at all. <laughs> people, I, people I talk to now are like, yeah, I went through like 50 names before I finally found one. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So, man, it's crazy. So, so you opened up five years ago. What has the journey been like since then? I guess, you know, what what has that kind of looked like? How have you got, guys gotten to where you are today? I know you said, like, you, you just spent the weekend moving around the rig because, you know, it didn't make sense to have the rig in the middle of the room anymore because you've grown so much. I guess I'm just kind of yep. curious what that growth and that road and that process has looked like over the past five years. Uh, it was painful at, at first. Um, you know, we opened up. We probably had, within a month, 40 to 60 members. And slowly grew after that but the problem in denver is that there's a gym just on like every street corner so um we got a space that's about nine thousand square feet uh planning uh to grow into it instead of having to move and um i don't know it's just been a weird thing we kind of had an idea that we're just going to try and build a product that'll be a little bit superior so that we can last and um we've seen a lot of gyms in denver kind of uh, close up shop. I think I've 
kind of absorbed partial membership from about three or four gyms going through another one right now. Wow. Um, which is, is sad, but it's also kind of one of those things where I just said, like, it, I could probably count seven or eight gyms within two miles of me. Um, so it was rough when we first started because there were so many options. Um, but we just kind of stuck with it somehow. Um, I was pretty active in the competitive scene um, here in Denver. I think a couple of us, we would enter pretty much every competition, which in Denver is about every weekend. Um, and so started kind of getting some athletes that wanted to train. And somehow we went from opening the gym five years ago to now being at the games twice and maybe a third time. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a struggle. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, we've never had to kind of like, you know, take another loan or bleed out any money. We've always had enough money to, to pay the bills, get by, buy new equipment here and there. Um, and then I would say since last August, I implemented kind of a newer, uh, marketing system or strategy and we've seen a pretty incredible growth we were about uh, we hovered around like 120 ish 130 ish and we're pushing like 200 right now wow oh my September. goodness so it's been a pretty big growth and that's why we're talking about moving the rig we just we need this space i never thought i'd complain about space with 9,000 square feet but um wow oh yeah so goodness. it's been it's been a lot of work over the years and um yeah, but we've gotten to a pretty good point right now. Yeah, what what marketing? I mean, what did you implement? Uh, not to give away my secrets. Um, <laughs> yeah, only tell me what you feel comfortable yeah, sharing. <laughs> no, it's a. It was a guy that came through town that he was doing selling shirts from Texas, and he developed a plugin, which is really simple, on my website to uh, capture email addresses and generate conversations with people. Um, I think the biggest thing or one of the frustrating things I have is I have SEO companies, Yelp, all these people calling me saying they could drive traffic to my website, which is cool, but driving traffic to my website doesn't put people in my door or in the gym or get them in the door. Um, so this allows me to, uh, it captures an email address and then an email gets sent out and then it starts a conversation as to why they're visiting the site, how we can help. And then it's a way for me to invite them in. So, um, I probably get, mm, I don't know, I'd say on average about five of those a day. So it's been pretty nice. Wow. And do you follow up with them or is it an automated follow up? Uh, the first one's automated and then they get that email reply to me and then we start the conversation. Okay. Wow. That's actually really cool. And know what? I, I've, I've just been starting to read about some other websites and, and companies that are doing similar things and they're finding great yep. success in that. So it's interesting to have been read that and now hearing that you've implemented and you've seen like, wow, this is actually really works. Yeah. Well, and again, like I don't want everybody around me to be using it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I've recommended it to some other gyms and, uh, it's just nice because I don't technically do the work for finding these people. Obviously, people have to go to my website, but then it allows me to find out why they were on my website, what they're looking for, how I could help them. Um, and that was implemented. Actually, we started it when we were at the games last August. 
and then ever since then it's been pretty steady growth so Hmm. I'm not gonna say that's all due to that but that's definitely yeah it's a a big thing it's a factor it's a factor that you've you've put in and implemented and you've seen response from so um and you've mentioned it a couple times and it's why one of the reasons why I want to talk to you is Mm -hmm. the games you guys have have a competitive aspect to your box you have a competitive group and it's fascinating I know when you told me I was like what what that actually looks like so I guess I'd love to just kind of talk about you know what is that competitive aspect who's your competitive team um kind of how does that all look in CrossFit Omnia and all that yeah so it's kind of interesting because obviously with most people that are in the competitive side of CrossFit or or into it um the goal is obviously to make it to the games um, I would say about two, three years ago, we tried to put together a team to make a strong run at it. Um, and one of our top girls in, I think, the second workout, it was whatever the max clean and jerk was, tore ACL, MCL, and meniscus. <sighs> so we didn't make it that year. We had one girl go individual. Um, but then we were just kind of like, it's, I mean, you've seen how competitive the field is and we're like there's no way with all these super teams these people that are you know doing crossfit for a living there's no way that your average joe can make it to the games anymore so uh we set out with a goal of just trying to make it to regionals um i don't want to say we put together a team in the regards of recruiting because i've never done that um i'm a firm believer in what the games or the affiliate cup stood for when we first started, um, to find the best affiliate out there, not the best super team. Um, so we ended up getting some people, some of the people on the team were with me from day one of their CrossFit experience. Uh, some people just moved here looking for a gym. Um, we had, uh, one girl that came over when their gym shut down. Um, So it's just been kind of like a mix over the years of how we kind of got together. And then um, it was really funny because the first year that we qualified for uh, regionals, which I believe was, I guess it would have been three opens ago, uh, we just started practicing and we would do some of the previous year's workouts and we were putting up scores that I was like, man, this is kind of competitive. But then I take into effect like, you know, the distances that teams have to move in between like movements and stuff like that. And so long, long story short, uh, we ended up going the first year and I kind of had a dream the week before we went. And I told the guys that like, I had a dream that we were like in sixth place going into the last day and we snuck in and then we got to regionals and somehow miraculously <laughs> ended up in third place. <laughs> Because we have no idea how we did that. (laughs) No. And it was like, after it was over, like, we were all just in shock. And I went back Mm. to meet the team in the back. And everyone was, like, confused. Like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And, like, we're like, shit, we got to plan another trip. And I was like, well, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Because I was leaving for South Africa two days later. One of the girls was going to Hawaii two days later. So we had no plans of going past that. But um, the cool thing is... And like we've talked about, it's it's comprised purely of um, a bunch of people that have full-time jobs and careers and uh, just come in and work out about an hour, hour and a half a day, um, which I think 
says a lot about them, also about the fact that you don't need to train six hours a day to make the games. Um, we have, uh, well, our, our girls are all in the top, I think, 35 in the region this year. So wow. um, one girl potentially could go individual, or she qualified individual this year but won't go, but potentially could go next couple of years individually. So pretty remarkable putting in 40 hours a week of work and I don't know, seven hours of CrossFit. Yeah, that's, I mean, I know when you told me that, I was like, oh, that is, like, what a cool story and, I don't know, encouragement for people out there being like, oh, I mean, it's possible, like, to have maybe more fun with it than you think. <laughs> like, yep. people think it's no, so it's, unattainable. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's just kind of like a perfect, you know, situation for us with the people that showed up to the gym um we do push each other hard um we do hold each other accountable um and it's kind of funny because we compete and we we're like man you know uh, i ended up 10th place today in whatever workout it was um but then you take us out of our, our environment and i'm not a special athlete by any means but i'll go to some gyms and i could potentially like be the top guy that day but then in my gym get my ass kicked on the daily so it just kind of the environment that you put yourself in I'm a firm yeah. believer that you know you're gonna be as good as the people you surround yourself with yeah no I, I think that's crazy so when you guys were formulating a team did you just like shout out to the gym be like hey everybody want to be on a team that's trying to go to regionals <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was kind of like well let's see what we can do and we didn't have to necessarily pick a team um before the open started um the first year was kind of neat because we had, uh, say, about, I think it was 10 people contribute scores, the weekly scores. So some people that contributed scores didn't end up being on the team. Um, but it was cool because of the whole gym community effort. Um, the way we chose a team was just top three men, top three women of how you finished in the open in the region. Um, we did it that way so that there's no bs involved we've had yeah. some other gyms in the area where it's like well we qualified a team and then the coach just picked you know person x y and z even though i'm better than that than this and mm. so we just decided to do it purely based on data purely based on numbers so yeah if you have a bad open workout and it drops you a couple hundred points and that's the difference then you know too bad yeah dang yeah no that, i mean it's kind of a fair way to do it it sounds like so um yeah less and, drama yeah, less drama, too. And um, did you say you guys have two teams going this year that qualified? No. We ended up this year, we tried the two-team system um, just because we felt pretty strong with our first team, and we have a bunch of people that are, like, right on their tails. Um, so we tried to qualify a second team, and it looks like I don't think they're going to make it in. I think they're sitting in 28th or 29th right now. Oh, bummer. Which is still pretty badass. So those people are <laughs> yeah. are pretty happy with that performance considering everything um, and the teams in our region. Um, so, yeah, I would consider it a success. But I think it also – it wasn't close enough that there's going to be some severe disappointment um, to where they're right on the bubble. But I think it was enough to get people, like, a little bit hungrier for next year to – kind of make a, a move with the second team. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. So mm -hmm. at, so we're talking about the teams, but the teams are in your yep. gym. So as a whole, I guess, how does having competitive teams within your, your business 
affect your business? Like positive, negative? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's probably a big encompassing question. We, we kind of have no. that a little bit, but it affects it. And I'm just kind of curious how. It does. Uh, I'll give you the good and bad of it. Um, I do want both. The good, I want both. Sides. Yeah. The good, um, it does attract other competitive athletes. Um, that is a very small percentage, though, of the community. Um, our success, I think we've had, we have, um, we've grown, um, I think because of some of the stuff that I've implemented, I think our name has gotten out there a little bit more just because we've been there for two years now. Um, we're kind of known in Colorado now as one of the top gyms. Um, we get a lot more drop-ins because of the name, uh, on the flip side, if you ask some of the people, they'll be like, the growth is purely due to the games. I'm like, okay. Well, I ask everybody that comes in the door, like how they heard about us, why they're here. I've maybe had one or two people say, like, I want to be around competitive athletes and try and make it to regionals. Um, it actually does the opposite as far as it scares people away. Um, people assume that we're just a gym full of 200, you know, hungry competitive athletes that want to try and make the games and that is not the case um so people won't come because they're too intimidated by it um once they get in there and they kind of see that it's just a regular community and we just have probably about 20 athletes that are just kind of at a different level um now the oops well i don't know i love all my athletes they do cause a lot of drama sometimes. Um, <laughs> we went through a pretty rough stage of trying to figure out. We had people trying to do Invictus, people trying to do Misfit, people trying to do Comp Train. Everybody was searching for a right answer, so it caused a lot of drama. Um, and, you know, with certain attitudes, like, it just, we kind of had to put a kibosh on it. And we had a big sit down. Um, figured out a program that we're going to follow moving forward. Everyone's on the same page. Um, I've heard of a lot of gyms where the athletes kind of act or the competitive athletes act in a certain way to where they're special. Um, I do my best. I don't want to say this in a bad way to make them not feel special, <laughs> but that they're just a person at the gym. They're one of your members. Um, they're just a member. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just a person in the community. Um, and the cool thing is, and we follow CompTrain. Um, I've listened to a lot of Ben Bergeron's podcasts, and um, we were kind of doing this before we kind of got into uh, uh, following CompTrain, but I make sure that those athletes are all competing or training every day in class. So instead of them off doing their own thing and, like, I'm special, I need a special time, I need all these weights, I need to do my training um, – they do class with everybody else. So it's kind of cool. Like we, you know, depending on the class, we could have someone's first day of CrossFit and someone who's been to the games two years in a row. Mm. Um, so there's a whole gamut of people in there, um, which I think helps keep our community strong. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And we do, we have an internal comp every year where uh, there's usually five workouts and your partner is randomly selected um, before each workout. Oh, fun. And it's, and it's guy, girl. So, like, 
it's a good way to get people one interacting and having talked to each other, but it's also those people that might be intimidated by a competitive athlete. We're they're going to be paired up with one and work together and realize like oh they're not they're not so bad they're here they're encouraging just like you know I am and so um, I don't know a lot of my job is trying to get everyone to play nice in the sandbox <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. It, it sounds so like. You've been doing an A-OK job so far, so... Yeah, so far it's worked. Yeah, but... So, I mean... How, how do the competitive athletes react? Like, do they see the benefit in doing classes and, and um, you know, doing, like, the internal competition and all of that? Or is that something that you yeah. have to kind of work out and talk to them about, too? No, they, they do. They get it. Some of them do um, more than others. Uh, and sometimes I just got to remind them like, Hey, you know, like, like for instance, on Monday evening, uh, we probably have about like 20 ish people trying to redo the open workouts before the, the deadline. Um, I've got to remind them like, Hey, like, that's cool. You've had all weekend to do it, but like, we've got to run classes. So like, if you can't get the space or the equipment, I'm sorry, but the CrossFit open doesn't pay the bills. The classes do. Um, and then once they kind of like understand that, you know, certain things like that, then they, they get it. Um, also in the fact there's now four people that go to regionals. So four out of 200 people that doesn't, you know, it's a small percentage. Um, so they get it and it's, it's been a learning curve over the past couple of years because some will get in their head about like, well, I'm making the gym a name and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's that's cool. Like I'd be fine without it too. Um, RJ, I just love your like nonchalant, like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. sucks to be you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cool. Well, go compete somewhere else. Like I'm still going to run a gym. But I think, I think as an owner, like you kind of have to have that attitude of like, that's great. Like, but that's not what happens. And I have to like, yeah. you just have to be in a way like even keel about it. Like, Awesome. Glad you think you're great, but I don't need you. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably really important. And kind of off of that too, like, I guess what advice would you give to other affiliates who might have, you know, competitive teams, competitive athletes within their box and might be struggling with some of these things? Like, is there maybe a, a lesson or, or a key point that you've pulled throughout the last few years that you could be like, Hey, owner, here's a good way to do this or handle this or look at this, um, that you've learned. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a couple different scenarios. One thing that I've seen work just from our perspective is uh, I used to be a lot more competitive. I haven't been able to work out or train as much just purely because of running the business and time. But removing myself from that environment as far as me not trying to qualify to be on the team, um, it allows me to focus on the gym as a whole or any member or owner as a gym on the whole, instead of just a couple athletes or my own personal goals. Um, I've read a lot of stuff on, you know, the Facebook, uh, affiliate owners groups about like, I've got this one really good athlete. He kind of wants to do his own thing whenever he or she wants to. And honestly, like that, those people are just cancers in the gym. Um, I find it pretty funny that people get so worked up about the open regionals and the games and their training and trying to make it to the next level 
when it does not change anybody's life as far as all my athletes have to go to work on Monday after regionals. There's no sense in making a big deal out of things. Um, you know, I'm a competitive athlete. I've wanted to win my entire life. I've wanted to take my game to the next level. But there's nothing life-changing about making it to the games. You know, there's a couple, a very small percentage that are like, you know, they got their Instagram stardom, um, you know, sponsored athletes, but that's very minimal. Um, most of the people, like, again, it doesn't, like, we don't go to the games and I come back and I have 500 members knocking on my door. Like, it's not worth getting, you know, bent out of shape over. Um, and just having those open and honest conversations with the members, like, hey, that's cool. I want to do what I can to get you to the next level, but I've got a business to run and it's not going to have, you know, it, it can have a negative impact on a business and they should try and kind of I wouldn't say steer that person away from competing but let make them understand kind of what's more important yeah I don't know there's been I, I've seen so many different scenarios and it's like people are like well if you want them to help grow your name and I'm like no kick them the hell out like <laughs> tell them to go somewhere else like you've got enough to worry about as a gym owner yeah. Like you don't need to worry about someone's attitude and like bringing other people down. Like it's great. I love mine. We we're like a big family. We mm -hmm. fight a lot. We laugh a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, like everyone comes together and like, okay, I get it. It's for the community. Mm -hmm. And um, you yeah. just can't let those people control your gym. Yeah. They still have to respect you and the mission and what the business yep. is there for instead of being like, Oh, it's not yeah. for me. No, it's not. <laughs> no. At some point they walked in and didn't know anything about CrossFit and they're in the same place as 99% of those people in the gym. And they got to realize that they started somewhere. And, um, you know, I'm, I guess maybe I'm a little old school in the fact of like, I, it's just, it's all about the community and that's what, what keeps it all together. And that's what I think in this day and age leads to a successful business. I mean, I could tell you everyone in my gym's first and last name and what they do for a living. Mm. Not just the people that are on the team and like what their PRs are. Yeah. No, I think, man, RJ, I think that's such a good point. And I, I mean, I love your outlook on it and that you've had like years of experience with it. And so you can have that kind of like, hey, it, it comes down to the business and the members who pay the bills. So I yeah. know like some people, other people have said that, but I think it just needs to be repeated again and again for it to like get through to some other people. So, um, yeah. And, and kind of off of that too, like I know it, one of the incredible things about the athletes is that, um, the competitive athletes is that, you know, they have full-time jobs, they're full-time, they're doing other things. They're not doing CrossFit full-time. Um, and kind of talking about that balance, you know, with them and even with you, cause I know you have your real estate business, you know, finding that balance of, mm -hmm. um, CrossFit and your gym and the balance of real estate as well. Like, I'm just kind of curious how that works and how you, you're like, does it actually work? I don't even know. I don't know if I have an answer. Yeah. But I, I mean, but you're not alone either. Like there are tons of affiliates yep. out there who have other full-time jobs on top of owning a gym. And I don't know if maybe, you know, you've learned everything over the years that either to do or maybe not to do, um, 
and maybe one of them is like, don't open a gym, but, (laughs) 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 but, um, just kind of curious, I don't know, advice or even thoughts just on finding that balance between, you know, those two jobs and those two things, just kind of like these athletes are finding the balance between full-time job and, and training. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very good question. I think I'm kind of a unique animal in this regards because I've never just had one. Well, there was a brief moment in time where I had one career. Um, I've always kind of had my hands in a couple different things. But at the end of the day, to live, you got to chase the money. Um, The CrossFit stuff, when I first opened, I was just, it was a passion of mine um, that I really wanted to. I saw it improve my life. I also saw it. Uh, it kind of became the people around it became my new family. Um, and I wanted to replicate that and give that to other people. Um, and so it was a passion thing that I was hoping to turn into a career, um, paying my bills and all this and that. Um, I think everyone's situation might be a little different based on the market they're in. Um, like I said, we're so saturated here. So, you know, 10 gyms in my area with 65 members versus two with whatever that number works out to 300 members each. I'm a journalist. Um, I don't do math. <laughs> um, you know, it's, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, it's because I was being funny and <laughs> that wasn't even the point of the conversation. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's just more about like prioritizing. Um, I've always had the real estate stuff on the side. I was in the corporate world. Um, and it was just kind of like, you either got to go all in or you got to figure out how to prioritize. And like, I feel like at certain times I'm just spreading myself thin to where, you know, I'm coaching all day and all night. And then I have to catch up on work at night where I return emails at one or two in the morning. People think I'm crazy, but I don't have anyone bugging me at that time. Um, so it's kind of a hard thing. Like if you can survive, which we've seen a lot of gyms shut down because you just can't, um, you know, put all your effort into that. But if you're going to have to split time, just figure out what's going to be more important to you in the long run. Um, I don't expect to own the gym for another five or 10 years. So I've got to put some emphasis on the next step of my life. Um, what that is, I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I answered that question. I'm just talking right now. <laughs> no, but this is good. Like, I think it shows that this is a real, this is a real, I don't know, conundrum that you're trying to work through, an issue that you're trying to even solve right now as we're talking. You're like, I have no yeah. idea what's next. And I do. Well, and the, the one thing, and sorry to interrupt, like, no, go ahead. The, the one thing that people see, it's like, you're a gym owner, you get to work out all day long, and you make a lot of money. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. So what some people don't know, and I don't know if it's just a younger generation um, that hasn't worked as long as I have in the sense of not knowing how much things actually cost. Um, You know, there's little things like every month I'm spending a couple hundred dollars on Amazon getting products, replacing equipment. My electricity bill, because coaches left the heater on overnight in Denver when it was minus two degrees, is now $1,000 this month. You know, So there's like all these things add up, and it's not as glorious as one would think. Um, if you do it right, it could be great. Um, 
but there's very very few gyms that I think are in that kind of 200 plus member realm and making actually some decent money. So it's I don't know, it's tough. I I don't really have a right answer. It's just kind of more of allocating time on what's going to benefit you the most. If you don't need the money and you just love CrossFit, then you can focus more time on that. Um, I've gotten to the point at various times where I've had enough coaches that I don't have to coach and I could just focus on running the business and then focusing more on the, the real estate side. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's not mm. really a right answer. I don't think don't open a gym would be the best answer. <laughs> I know. I, that's what I, that's <laughs> honestly like, so a lot of, it's interesting. It's what a lot of owners have said. They're like, you know what? If you don't like it, don't do it. <laughs> it's going to yep. suck. <laughs> So yep. it's, it's a lot of work. It's yeah, a lot of work. it's a hard, it's a hard business. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I appreciate you even just being honest about it. Like, and that's actually what I love about CrossFit Affiliates. They've been so honest with me <laughs> about being like, oh, yeah. it's just, it's hard. It's difficult. Like, um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like little things that I don't, and I don't mean for this to be a bitch session or me complaining, um, but it's just like we talked about before we got on this where, some people are like, well, this weekend I spent 20 hours at the gym painting, moving the rig, so it's just more useful for members. We're building locker rooms, just a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so Monday, you know, I would like to, like, sleep in. Like, it's my Saturday, but I can't. So I didn't really have a weekend, and then people sometimes are like, hey, I didn't see you on Saturday or Sunday. And I'm like, well, do you go to your office on Saturday and Sunday? So it's kind of like, it's just... A, bunch of back and forth give and take but there's a lot mm. of times so where you just got to sacrifice your personal time mm. to make it run and make everyone happy so mm. yeah well I mean over the past five years do you do you have any lessons or even just advice that comes to mind to maybe the business owner that is struggling and and is you know wondering what's next uh you mean struggling with time or struggling or with time maybe even struggling with, a pa- struggling with a passion for it struggling with um like yeah time and just being overworked and and being yeah. unable to do what they want I guess like are there anything you've learned that maybe you could impart on anything like you're like I'm still learning <laughs> yeah I mean I think the biggest thing I've learned and there's two one is prioritize um I kind of have a little ADD which it's kind of like, oh, that sounds like a good project. I'll start that. And I'm like, ooh, this could be good over here or something like that. Or let's throw this competition, which just adds more work onto your plate. Um, uh, the other thing that is really, really hard for me to do but has helped a lot is delegating responsibility. Um, firm believer, if you want to get it done correctly, you got to do it yourself. Um, I've tried to offload stuff over the years to certain people, and it just hasn't gone as well as I'd hoped. Um, I've recently gotten to the point where I've been able to do that and it's actually working out really well, um, to give people a little bit more responsibility. Um, it's really hard, uh, and most owners can probably, uh, relate to this, but like when you've built something up yourself over five years, it's really hard to let go of that control and know that it's going to get done correctly. Um, but I would say, for my own sanity and even personal relationships, trying to trying to let go of that stuff has helped a lot. Um, struggling with the passion of it, uh, just got to figure out if you still want to do it. I mean, there's still there's there's people out there that are 
more passionate um, than you are. And some of them want to own a gym and you can just figure out something as far as like maybe bringing on a different partner, um, new set of eyes, less responsibility or sell completely and just go back to being a member. So there's, there's options. I think people, um, fear just getting stuck. Um, you know, I could, if I wanted to bring on a partner and just figure out something where it's a silent partner and you just do a bunch of back end stuff and I do front end stuff. Um, there's different ways to chop it up, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's good, RJ. No, thank you. I think, I think mm -hmm. that's good, honest advice. So I think that's good, but goodness, we've talked a lot about a lot about a lot of different things, haven't we? Mm -hmm. We've gone from your oh, yeah. competitive teams and the open and CrossFit and real estate, <laughs> and just hard times. Like, oh man, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's no. so much. It's all fun. At the end of the day, it's fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. I've met um, some lifelong friends mm. through this um, girlfriend. Just it's. I would take all positives minus just the absurd amount of hours and time put into it. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. Couldn't imagine that we'd be where we are now. So yeah. pretty happy about it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to hear your story and just to hear what's happened. And I mean, like you said, never expected this to be the route that Omnia was no. taking and is now on. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Close. Yeah. So, but no, that's super exciting. I mean, it's exciting for you guys' team that's going to regionals. Like, yep. hope they do well. Hope they make it to the games. Like, that'd be awesome to go and cheer on them. And I know you've done that yeah, before, but. Yeah, it's been a cool year because I think two of the girls are getting married this summer wow. um there's there's just a whole bunch of life things going on mm -hmm. and i gotta give these guys credit because we approach this year as training less trying to be less stressful and less or you know more drama free and it's funny that doing less is actually showing a better result than the past couple of years as really? far as our open yeah um wow that's crazy. Yeah. So it's good. I think it's just more, more to them, their credit and training more efficiently instead of volume wise. And yeah, maybe actually being more passionate about it and being excited instead of being uh, beat down yeah. and frustrated. So yeah. it's been kind of cool to see that we, it was kind of supposed to be kind of like, uh, let's just see what happens. Have a fun year. Two people are getting married. We've been to the games twice. And now it's like, shit, we're like, had the highest finish we've had in the open so far. Gosh, they should get married every year. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's be super efficient with full-time job, wedding planning, and training. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so I don't think it'll stop until there's kids in the picture, but yeah. Yeah. we'll that's, see. That's crazy. I mean, good for them. I mean, and what a testament just, I don't know, to some other people. Like, that's just an encouragement that, I don't know, the idea of competing – and not doing it full time, like it's possible. And I, I just yeah. think that's neat. So I think that's yeah. cool what you guys are doing up there. So cool. appreciate yeah. it. Awesome. Well, RJ, anything else? Anything else we want you want to talk about? Uh, Share your deepest darkest secret nah. on the podcast and nah. throughout the world. Nah, probably not. Nah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Maybe ne next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much just for getting on, sharing. Yeah. I even reaching out initially, just letting me know what you guys are doing in Omnia. Like, it's it's cool. It's neat, and 
I love yeah. hearing stories like that and, and neat things that are going on around around the U.S. with CrossFit and, and the affiliates in the gym. So that's awesome. So Good. appreciate yeah, you taking I guess time. Yeah. My my hope is just that people can see that you don't need to be one of these, uh, I guess, world class athletes that spends all their time doing CrossFit can have a life and still uh, make it to the top level and actually enjoy that and enjoy life. Yeah, they can find a healthy balance, and it's, yeah. it is possible. So, no, I think yep. that's awesome. Yeah, so, cool. well, great. RJ, well, hey, thank you so much. Super appreciate it, um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Bye.